David Rust was one of the very first employees at Lyft, which went on to achieve a $24 billion valuation at its IPO and was named to Forbes 30 under 30 list. Yesterday, we learned about the hospitality company he's starting to introduce more people to sustainable farming, Sagra. And in this episode, you'll hear what he's learned about building companies that you can apply to your business. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Starting a hospitality business is so different from starting maybe a traditional tech venture business. And I think we do need a lot more innovative models in hospitality. I would love to see many more hospitality startups, but you don't see them that often. And I think for good reason, right? I mean, you have these major hospitality brands. If you're trying to own real estate as a hospitality business, like how do you go raise the money to do that out of the gate? If you want to be a brand, how do you convince property owners to put your brand, which is brand new on their property? Like these are very real barriers to having new hospitality businesses start. And so I do think, especially coming from having been at like a venture studio background where you can create an environment that can inspire creating new businesses. I do think there's a lot that could happen that even like the large hospitality brands could like help set certain environments, context, put certain funding together, put certain expertise together, own parts of these new hospitality businesses just to get more out there. Because otherwise I think you know, stuff just starts to get kind of tired after and, and like old after a bit of time. It's like, okay, I love going to, the, you know, these, some of these well-known brands, but like we need new innovative models and it is quite difficult to start them, but there's some very real ways we could make that easier. What have you found useful from your time at Lyft and other venture backed startups and then running this incubator that you've applied now as a founder that you found to be useful in the, in building a hospitality company? The first and foremost thing is just like rapidly test and iterate on things as you're, as you're going and view everything as an opportunity to learn. And so whether that's feedback that you're getting from a guest, whether it's how your website works, whether that's a confirmation email and how that can tweak or a marketing message, like constantly test and iterate. The other thing I think a lot about is just how do you get a brand to be well known and and that's where, you know, depending on the industry and the space that you're in, there's different models for that. I think with Lyft, what I saw is that having a pink mustache on the front of the car and having a bunch of really unique stories to tell about drivers allowed us to get a lot of media. And the primary way that we get the word out about Sagra these days is just by telling the stories of the farmers, because it not only drives people to go visit those farms, but it helps people learn about Sagra that then allows them to go find other farms or maybe inspires them to create locations on their own. And so that's been another big piece is that if you have some really interesting stories to tell, just lean in heavily on press, which can be a very cheap slash free model uh, that also just feels very authentic. You're not having to pitch people. You're just inviting people in. What types of media have you found to be most effective towards the goals of what you're building? Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, a lot of just kind of like broad lifestyle media, like it, people who are looking to travel, people who are interested in food, like showing up in places like Travel and Leisure Magazine or showing up in Wall Street Journal or showing up in Sunset Magazine from a West Coast focused view. Like those are perfect places 
where people who are genuinely curious about travel and food are looking. And Sunset so, loves you. Sunset. Yeah, yeah. We love Sunset too. You know what's funny is Sunset Magazine, their original HQ, it's not there anymore, was in Menlo Park. Yeah. yeah. So I remember driving by and being inspired because they would have these beautiful gardens yeah. out front. And I was like, I remember when Sunset first wrote about us, I was like, this is amazing. I remember as a kid going to Sunset Magazines and walking through the gardens with my mom. It's so funny. My cousins are, are from Menlo Park and yeah. I would I would go there so often with them as well yeah. and go walk around the gardens. It was kind of the thing that we would do. And it's so frequently, it's, it's so funny to watch this stuff come full circles. It's such a California West Coast brand. But I mean, to your, to your point of media, I think it's such an important piece. I, but it, it's both elements of the equation, right? And, and going back to your lift example, you had both kind of the externally visible things like the pink mustache the, the more kind of like meaningful human driven stories there, but you had to have that. Like you, you, you can only manufacture press to a certain point. You need to actually be doing interesting things. And then that's where you get the best media publications wanting to cover you. Right. right? Yeah, because I mean, the way it works with, with media is, is like you can reach out and share stories with people, but the writers have to be genuinely interested yeah. and you can imagine how many pitches they get about a new restaurant opening, a new hotel opening. I mean, they're getting this information all day thrown at them. And they have to decide like what's actually worth writing about. And at least what we've seen is like, we're just telling very genuine stories about here's a new farmer, here's a new farm, here's what they're doing, here's what the experience would be. We think it's worthwhile for people to know about this. And that's very different than, you know, maybe a hospitality brand showing up where it's about new design or new interiors, which I'm not saying is bad. It's just, I think there's been a lot of variation on that. I mean, to a large extent, what brands have been in hospitality is different paints and furniture. And that's great. And I enjoy those experiences, but I also think there's like so much more opportunity to have models that are truly different experiences. And and we're starting to just see that where when you book a stay, it's like, okay, what type of, is it a wellness oriented offering? Are you doing the Canyon ranch style where it's like all about deep health and wellness exploration? Like that's very different than any other type of experience out there. And I just hope we keep seeing more and more of that. If you saw the amount of pitches I get every day that was new openings or people being hired into a new role, your eyes would bleed. And the the thing is like, I don't care. And more importantly, the community of, of hospitality daily doesn't care either. They, they care about interesting people doing interesting things. And that's why I wanted to talk with you is you're out there building something differentiated. And I also get the sense talking to you where hospitality is deeply important to me. I know it's important to you as well, but it's, it's actually not, it doesn't even seem about that. It seems like there's something bigger. You want to take care of the earth. You want to transform the lives of these people. You're using hospitality as a way to do that, but it's almost like a, um, it, it, it's a stage that you're performing on. Yeah. No, I always love, I talk with friends about like Trojan horse business models. And I love those because it's like, you think about this, if you think about what we're doing as a Trojan horse, it's like, Hey, you can come book a stay. It's a very familiar booking flow. It looks kind of like booking a hotel and you come in and, oh, it's a beautiful place and it's in nature. And then you get there and all of a sudden the guidebook that you're reading is talking to you about the health of the soil and how farming can mitigate climate change. And you're reading about food in a different way and you're meeting a farmer and you're, and then you leave being like, okay, I got here because of hospitality, but I don't really know that felt like a very different experience. And it was totally on their terms. Like none of this is being force fed, but it has some opportunity to be deeply impactful for people and that i love those trojan horse business models because i think change doesn't happen because people are told to change 
Change happens because they want to or they're inspired to. And so we need to just create environments where people feel called to do things in a different way. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. Tomorrow.